right, welcome back to our Wednesday community Zoom call. Um, tonight's topic is going to be on the hierarchy of needs. Um, if you've been with me for a while, you know I've talked about this a whole whole lot in individual check-ins, um, you know, in community talks, as, you know, such as this one. Um, if you ever watch my IG live calls with uh, Caleb, who's who's my current coach, um, that's also something we've talked about on there as well. Um, so really, there, there comes down, it boils down to four different things. On every given week, whether it's your best week ever or your worst week ever, there's four needs that we want to, you know, come back and focus on and try to make sure that we're, we're executing at least, you know, one or two things from this list that we can. Um, so these are kind of umbrella options or um, aspects of our, of our lifestyle. But so the number one thing that we always, always, always want to keep in check, and this is something that I mean, honestly, most Americans are are terrible about doing. Um, and honestly, when when Nicole and I went over to, to Europe for the first time this summer, I, I saw firsthand the difference between how Americans live versus how they live over there in Europe. Um, and this 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 top thing that we want to focus on always is going to be our sleep quality, getting enough hours of quality sleep, as well as stress management. Um, I kind of handle I put those two, two things at the top because um, they go hand in hand. If you're undersleeping and you're you're living a high stress lifestyle, whether it be work or uh, you know relationship issues or whatever the case is, you know, I, back in 2020, obviously COVID was an, uh, an an external stress that we all had to deal with. Um, you know, politics are always a stressful thing. So, you know, money is always one of you know everybody's biggest stress in general for the most part. So there's all these different stressors, and then undersleeping on top of that only compounds all of that. Um, and, you know, we always talk about compounding errors. We don't want to make, you know, if we're making one error, we don't want to make, you know, two or three others that are just going to exacerbate it. So managing that sleep quality, managing your stress management as well is are two, two massive things. Um, you know, something that I've talked about here a lot more this past year is, you know, controlling your guys' cortisol. Um, cortisol. So this is something I've got to take into account as well as a bodybuilder. Um, you know, putting myself through a lot of stress um, and I've got to make sure, and I don't think Nicole always likes it, but you know, at nighttime, I got to be embedded by a certain time and get quality sleep so I can get up at, you know, five 30 or six in the morning to get to the gym. Um, you know, I always tell you guys do not sacrifice your sleep so that you can go good, get, go get a workout in. Now, obviously if you had plenty of sleep and you're just laying in bed and not and missing workout because you're just being lazy, that's totally different. This is if you had to cut into your eight hours of sleep just to get to the gym, that's not a good trade-off, um, regardless who you are, regardless what your goals are. You know, a lot of people, they have that, that hardcore mindset that I just want to do everything I can to, you know, get this weight off me or whatever the case is. And ultimately, if you're sacrificing that sleep, you're just digging yourself a bigger hole. And, uh, you know, once, you're, once you can manage that stress, um, whether it be stress or physical stress, your body is going to respond beautifully, beautifully with it. Um, so that's it. Those are two, two, you know, the, the top things that I always want to make sure that we're always focusing on. So, you know, if, if your nutrition cannot be on point, if you can't get all your workouts in that week, you know, manage those two things. Just make sure that your, your routine at bedtime is always staying consistent. Um, you know, de-stressing and checking out from the world is, is a good thing at some point at nighttime. If you're constantly on your phone, especially if you're working late at night until nine or 10 o'clock, there might be nights where that has to happen. And that's a, you know, a true necessity for your job or for whatever it is that you're dealing with. Um, but if you have control, which most nights I feel like most people do have that control is to not allow yourself to do that. you got to have those boundaries. You know, I think COVID was a, a big turning point in people recognizing their work-life boundaries that, that they, you know, it's, it's easy. A lot of things cross over, especially when you're working from home. And I know we have a lot of people here in TLF that also work from home and, 
it's you've got to have those boundaries set and those time schedules kind of blocked off so that they don't bleed into one another. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and pause really quick. Does anybody have anything they want to add? And, you know, in terms of, you know, your stress management um, or, you know, does that get out, out of control for you? How do you feel when you're high stressed and then you're sleeping poorly? You know, any, anything you guys feel like sharing about this topic? You know, uh, I know um, Krista, um, not to, not to call you out, Krista, this is obviously not a bad thing towards you at all. You, um, you have a newborn. I always like to use you as a, as an example here because you're a teacher, which is a high, high stress job. Um, it's, it's unforgiving sometimes it, it doesn't really allow for a lot of flexibility with it, even though we're forced to be flexible day in and day out. But so you got a stressful job on top of that, you have a newborn at home. And, you know, I know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, you, you've been stressed about trying to get your workouts in and just do everything that you're trying to do, you know, take care of the home, you know, get the, get the kids ready to go to school and, and vice versa, you know, going to bed, you getting yourself ready to go to the gym and things of that nature, or, or you not going to the gym, but get to work and trying to squeeze in those workouts, you know, and since you've, you've had your baby and getting back into it, you know, I've talked to you a lot about the hierarchy of needs is don't, don't add the stress onto your plate of forcing a workout in. If that's making you have to cut out time with either your family or take away time from your sleep. Um, and that's, that's a huge thing. And I, you know, I think especially for, for mothers in, in particular, um, you're very selfless. You, you, you give and you give and you give, but sometimes you're not stopping to, to give yourself the, the break that you need or the time that you need for whatever, whatever it looks like. It could be going to get your nails done, but it could just be going to the gym. It could just be literally sitting on the couch and just binge watching something every, every so often. Um, just to give yourself that kind of that time to do whatever the hell it is that sounds good to you. And that's going to help you drop that stress down as well. So it's important that you guys are focusing on this, all of you. I was just thinking about that when I saw that this is hierarchy needs. I was thinking it's such a good reminder for every parent and everyone working a job where they're putting in time outside of work hours, which is nearly everyone these days with you know work from home. Mm-hmm. And it's just you almost need an. You almost need someone to say this is okay. This is this is what you need to focus on right now in this season of life. And and Krista, you're doing it literally right now. You're you're busy being a mom, but you're still making time just to to listen in on this. You know, even if you're busy doing something else, you're hearing in the background at least, and and picking up on it. And so that's again, you might not be able to get to the gym right now and get that knocked out. You will. That time will open up. You know, sooner than later but you're taking advantage of the things you can control right now and not letting it stress you out that you can't do the other things right now. And that's huge. And every yeah, step of the way, it's a form work. of mental self-care almost of oh, like hundred percent and physically you've made amazing progress the past four or five months since, since giving birth, it's been, you know, incredible to see. Um, so that's been, that's been wonderful. And that's again, without even adding in the workout. So, you know, once that opens back up for you, then everything's going to be amplified and you're going to feel you know, great about that as well. But again, it's about just controlling what you can control. And that usually tends to keep us, you know, less stressed when we're just focusing on what's within our actual reach. Um, and that's where, you know, really most people, they feel makes much more, you know, anxiety and stress is when they're trying to control the things that they have no, 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 no control over, no handle on. Um, and so reeling it back in and just focusing on those few things. Um, and again, this is a day-to-day thing, you know, focusing on these hierarchy of needs. One day you might be able to crush all four things. Um, the next day you might not be able to. So we can kind of move on from this, but again, you know, stop, stop me if I need to, to pause and, and let you guys 
share anything on this, Chris, thank you for sharing. Um, so number one is always going to be our sleep and stress management. Um, and one more thing I'll say with that, and I've said this on different ones, you know, talking about sleep, but, um, putting your phone up at a certain time and not, uh, being so attached to that at, especially late at night, going to bed or, you know, watching stressful, stressful things, you know, something that Nicole and I always do is we, we, we tend to either watch, um, you know, um, stand-up comedians, because that's going to put us in the right mindset. Uh, we've been watching this one show for the past three or four months called Good Mythical Morning, and they like compare different, you know, junk foods and stuff of that nature that we all kind of grew up on. And that's just a nice, you know, stress stress relieving show to watch. And, and it's mindless. You know, we're not sitting here, you know, in, in, a, in a super stressed state, for instance, like on Sunday nights watching Game of Thrones or whatever the new one is, uh, House of Dragons. Um, it's stressful going to bed right after that. So, you know, making sure that we're flipping it over to something that's going to be calming and, and de-stressing. So we're not going to bed with this high adrenaline from just watching an intense show. Um, so that, that's definitely a big key as well. And again, just finding your, your good bedtime routine. So we'll go on to the next one. So the next one is, is the one that um, is also obviously extremely, extremely important. This is going to be your nutrition. Um, so, you know, workouts are really something that I'd rather you drop a workout and not go to the gym if that means you're making time for that sleep and you're making time to get your, your meals prepped, to go to the grocery store, whatever it is that you got to do so you can set your, your week up for success. I'd rather you only get three, week, three workouts that week, but have your meals conquered versus you know, skipping the grocery store or you know, half, halfway doing your meal prep and then not coming into the week prepared because you want to get that workout in. You know, workouts are great stress, you know, stress relievers. And we want to do that because we all feel like that's what's breaking down this body fat and helping us lose it or helping us build this muscle. But ultimately, you know, um, your, your body, your overall health is going to be made much more in the kitchen than it is anywhere else. And with those choices, um, and also that's going to feed into your stress or it's going to help you minimize your stress. You know, if you're somebody who, which we're all here trying to strive, you know, you know, towards working towards our goals, whether it be, you know, getting muscle mass or losing body fat, and you're already kind of stressed about that. And that's why you're here is because you want to make some of those changes. So then going into the, to the work week unprepared without your, your food, either at home or even prepped in general is only going to make you, you much more stressed. You know, you might enjoy Monday, not being on your plan because you weren't prepped, but then you're going to see the scale on Tuesday. You're going to feel absolutely terrible because you ate out for three meals on Monday because you came into the week unprepared. And now your stress is much more elevated. And now you're scared to do check-ins on Thursday because you didn't come the week prepared and you know that was on you. So it, it just comes down to making sure those meals. Uh, so when I talk about nutrition, it's making sure your, your food is there at home and ready to go. Your food is prepped and ready to go for the week, whatever that looks like for you. We've done a whole zoom on it, particularly just how to meal prep and what, what works for everybody. So again, just making sure that stuff is in check, um, is always, 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 always huge. You know, the, um, coming back to, to the stress side of things, but in the nutrition things, because a lot of these things are overlapping. Um, you know, whenever I tell a client to take a week off from the gym, like literally just don't go to the gym, just go, go on a daily walk and keep, keep that stress low, that physical stress low, you know, conquer your meals. I might even give you more carbs during that week, just to kind of feed you up and, and allow your body to de-stress a little bit. And you're going to be surprised when you see the weight go down. And usually the first time I say that is somebody's horrified because they're like, eat more, train less, actually train zero, um, just focus on sleep. Yeah, I'm going to gain a lot of weight this week. No, that's, that's not usually what happens, especially when you've been consistently going to the gym. Sometimes your body just needs that little bit of a break. And again, just showing that if your nutrition is on point, your sleep's on point, 
your body's going to respond much more, much, much more beautifully than if you're sacrificing all that stuff just to go get a super intense workout in. So finding that balance with it. Um, number three on here, actually I'll pause really quick. Anybody want to add anything onto anything that I just said with all that nutrition, sleep, how they interact with one another? To be honest, Mark. Do what? (laughs) Sorry. Sully? I was going to say, it's uh, Sully, yeah. Uh, No, when you had me take that deload week that one time after I was been on a calorie deficit for every more of six six to eight months since before I got on with you. Yeah. I mean, we, I lost, I think we lost three pounds in that week just because of the fact that we was able to de-stress for a little bit and able to figure out. So I'm a living embodiment on that option right there. Of that's, how, that's very true. How that worked. Well, and, and on top of that, I remember because at the same time that, that, that same week, you, you end up telling me afterwards how perfect the timing was with it because you had all these projects do at work and, mm-hmm. and be, and before you came to me, you were, um, you're, 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 old coach had you doing like an hour worth of cardio every day on top of your training. Um, and the scale still wasn't budging, you know, you were in a calorie deficit and everything else. So then if you would have continued having to do that, plus get all that work project done, it would have just, your stress was just going to go up, up and up. And you're like, wow, I'm executing my diet. I'm, you know, I'm in this deficit, I'm getting my cardio and I'm getting my training in and I'm stressing over, you know, not getting enough sleep because I'm focused on getting this project done. And boom, my my weight went up this week and I executed everything perfectly. So sometimes there's a good a good thing to be able to recognize when do you just need to take a break? And right. you know, recognizing that it's it's okay to not go to the gym this week. Um, that was a, a huge eye-opener for, for myself. You know, I used to train six or seven days a week, partly because I loved it, partly because I was horrified of being small and 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 that was kind of my reason to get to the gym. Um, but then once I actually forced myself to take, you know, three or four rest days each week, my body responded beautifully. You know, I didn't have to get to the gym seven days a week to, to train intensely to be able to maintain my muscle or maintain my strength. And on top of that, my joints felt better. Um, you know, I was sleeping better. Everything was improved and I had more time for just better balance, you know, especially as we get closer to having a family and things of that nature, you know, running business and working, you if I was still in that same mindset of going to the gym every single day, because I have to for two hours a day on top of doing everything else, I think Nicole would kill me. Number one. And two, my, my health would be awful. Um, so just finding that healthy, healthy balance with that stuff. Thanks for sharing that Soli, Cause you're right. You're an, you're an embodiment of that exact thing. And I think a lot of people here have, um, at one point or another, we've taken a deload week. We we've added food in, um, you know, it, not necessarily the same exact thing, but Lauren, you're a good example of that as well as, you know, reverse dieting with you, giving you more food is not a bad thing. And it gives you more freedom um, over the course of time. And your body isn't, hasn't changed negatively because of the food that we were, you know, we were eating with you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all huge stuff. Solely thanks for sharing that. Um, anybody else got anything to share about that before I move on? All righty. Um, all right. So hierarchy needs, we've gone through the first two, sleep and stress management. Nutrition comes next. Also, I forgot to mention water with that. I include water in everything that's, that should be everybody's staple. Um, no matter what's going on, you know, especially if you're on vacation, getting that water intake in. I put that up there with nutrition, with, with sleep, sleep and stress, because water is the easiest thing. And if you're going to tell me that it's hard to get that water in, you live in America with clean drinking water everywhere that you go all the time. So there's no excuse to not get that water in. And if you're saying that you can't get the water in, 
Okay, James got Mountain Dew there. Hopefully that's diet. But regardless, I'm sure you've also drank a decent amount of water today. Um, or hopefully so. If you haven't, don't tell me here. Tell me in your check-in day that you drink uh, no water this week. But so again, though, uh, it's just a matter of that That should be a staple. I forget to even mention that sometimes because it's it should be just automatic. Um, it's going to help with every everything in your 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 body and your your energy, your mental cognition. Everything is going to benefit from being properly hydrated. And if your goal is to lose body weight, uh, body fat, and you're not drinking enough water, you're just you're handcuffing yourself. You know, it's going to aid in digestion. It's going to keep you less bloated. And it's going to help everything moving. You know, well, it's going to help you go to the bathroom and everything else. Just making sure that is on there. We got a good turnout tonight, friends. We got like eleven people in this, plus myself. It's good. I love it. Happy to see you guys. Um, all right. So stress, sleep management, nutrition, and water. Now we're on to exercise. So again, I put exercise at, at number three, not number one or number two. Um, obviously it is still important that we're exercising. We want to go move our bodies. You know, one of the, one of the most undervalued forms of movement, forms of exercise that, you know, again, when I tell people to do this, when I go do this myself, it seems minimal, but going on a walk, just getting your, your, your steps in that, you know, that, that, that neat, that, um, total daily expenditure, you know, just getting your steps in is, is, is huge. Um, especially with people working more from home or working, you know, office jobs and, and sitting a whole lot. I know like during the summer times, um, it's very, very hard for me to get my steps in because I'm sitting here in my office at my desk a whole lot more than I am when I'm teaching PE. Um, so I got to actively make sure I get up and, and walk boss a couple of times a day. Um, you know, if I'm going to hop on a phone call with somebody, I'm trying to go on a walk at that time just so I can get those steps in and build that into my day. But, you know, walking is something that if you've got bad knees, I know my mom's on here right now. She's had knee surgery. You no, know, getting her, her moving is a, is a huge, huge thing until that knee gets fully healed. Um, there you go. Um, but then on top of that, obviously getting to the gym. And so this is again, where it's like, You've got to go into the week prepared, just like you are nutrition wise, looking at what your schedule looks like. Um, you know, most weeks are probably going to be fairly similar for everybody here. Um, Mondays look like this, Tuesdays look like this. So hopefully you can get into a good routine about when your workout days are going to be. But ultimately, you know, being flexible is obviously a key with that. Um, you know, for, for me, for myself, some weeks I got to do a lot of morning workouts. Some weeks I'm doing afternoon workouts. It really just depends on, on the week. It all varies for me, but I know a lot of you guys are, have a decent routine, but again, regardless of the routine, you got to look at that, that schedule on Sunday or whatever your, your day off is heading into the next few days of work and look at when can I actually get to the gym and make this happen. That's not going to cut into my sleep. That's not cutting into, you know, quality family time that I need to get in. Um, that's not cutting into my meal prep time and things of that nature. And that might boil down to just two days a week. And again, that's why when we're talking about the hierarchy of needs, it's at number three, because if you if you only get in there twice a week, I'd much rather you conquer the other few things. Um, so I don't really, I don't need to hammer this, this exact one home, just understand where it falls at in your list of priorities. Um, anybody need a comment on that? Anybody have any thoughts about that exact thing? Have you ever sacrificed your sleep just to go get those workouts in? You know, how did you feel with those workouts? I know for myself, that's always when I've always gotten injured um, or just felt absolutely terrible the rest of the day is when I slept for five hours and I went and forced a workout just because I felt like I had to go do it. Anybody have any experiences of that nature? Right. Yeah, I feel like um, very early on, I was set to 
um, always said to always get my workouts in and I was losing out of sleep and I was still seeing results, but I was just always stressed. So I kind of was like, "Mm, I think my nutrition and my sleep are important and I struggle with sleep, but I was always on point with nutrition. And so now that I'm getting more sleep and I'm eating more healthy, I'm like less stressed now. And so the weight loss is just becoming more easier and even, and it's like easier for me to like plan out my days now to be like, okay. This is what I can get done. This is what I can control. Um, I'm still able to get my workouts in for the most part, but like if I'm not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, that's. I mean that 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 to me is one of the one of the things I'm striving to help everybody here kind of get to is is that exact thing that that that's exactly the balance that we're talking about is is knowing what what your lifestyle looks like, knowing what you're actually able to conquer, while not letting it take away from every other aspect of your life. Um, and, and it keeps your stress down low and then allows you to feel just better overall. Um, than if you were sacrificing that sleep and that nutrition, just to go get those workouts in again, if we're trying to change our body, it's like these workouts are only doing so much where the other two things are going to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And the little bit of exercise you can add on to that, it's just going to amplify it. Um, you know, really it, again, walking is always fantastic, but in terms of going to the gym, I always recommend, you know, if you can go get three solid 60 minute workouts in a week, maybe not even 60 minutes, you're still going to be able to see a lot of results. Um, you know, we want to make sure we're training intensely, you know, just going in there and just moving weight for 60 minutes might not be the ticket to what we want to do. Um, especially if we want to, you know, gain muscle and really amplify and and maximize our time in the gym. But yeah, no, Sierra, that's, that's a, that's a great, um, thank you for sharing because that's, that's very, very true. And you work overnights. Um, so that's makes it even harder as a nurse because you're, you're a nurse, correct Sierra? Oh no, I'm, uh, I think think you're talking about, uh, the other Sierra I'm Lynn Sierra. Uh, so I work a desk job, but no, it's just mostly, I handle a lot of the house stuff since Lynn does work a lot. So I'm just trying to balance everything in, make sure the household is staying. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, similar to, to what Chris mentioned as well, um, you know, making sure her house is always in check. So, um, again, managing all that stuff and making sure that you're not overloading your plate with too much. So that's, that's I'm, I'm happy you, you made that realization because again, like, um, I shared a post on you today, um, you know, how you've been crushing it here lately. Um, and that comes back to you finding that healthy balance and not being overly stressed about doing the wrong things and instead of focusing on the right things. So good job with that, Sierra. Anybody else have anything to share on, on that, that sacrifice maybe struggle that you went through. I think that we've all kind of went through that. I know that was, that was me. A lot of times when people come to me um, and they fill out their questionnaire, we have a concert call or, you know, they just do their initial reach out about wanting to work with me. Their, their, their first comments are always you generally about, you know, the workout side of things or like I've been doing X amount of cardio or, you know, here, here's my plan with my workouts and stuff like that. And that's all fantastic. And I obviously want to talk about that. We want to optimize all that stuff, but I want to know the other things. I want to know your sleep, you know, um, your sleep routines. I want to know how, how quality that sleep is. I want to know your nutrition habits. Um, you know, what does it look like on a bad day for you? What does it look like on a good day for you? You know, that's one of the things we, we all should be trying, trying to improve here is, you know, one minimizing the bad days, but also lessening the damage on those bad days. You know, just because your breakfast was off, just because you slept poorly, doesn't mean you need to throw away the whole day. And because what's going to happen is if you undersleep like that, you're going to start having cravings for other things. 
you're going to be wanting more caffeine. You're going to be wanting more sugar. You're going to be wanting more sweet and salty foods. So then you just underslept and now you're stressed because one of the cases, or maybe even go to the gym and now you just stress your body even more. And now you're having all these cravings because you underslept and that cortisol is, is through the roof. And so then you reach for that stuff. So understand how just, just that sleep being off then was a domino effect about how everything else can go that day. So it's important to recognize that. So if I sleep poorly, I got to know that I got to crutch everything else that day, not necessarily my workouts, but you know, managing my stress and how much it is that I'm actually trying to get done that day that I'm going to be able to do in a quality way, making sure that my, my water's on point, my supplements on point, my nutrition's on point. And then I might not make a lot of progress that day, but it's a whole lot better than if I just threw away the whole day because one thing was off. So it's about minimizing those bad days, um, minimizing how bad those bad days actually are. Um, and, and trying to find that, that happy meaning. That's why I always say, you know, if your best day today, the best you can do is 50%, then you should be doing 50%. You shouldn't do 25%. You shouldn't do 0% because all you could do was half of the right things do half the right things, because that's going to end up building up to your overall lifestyle. That's going to add up in the course of your entire year. Um, there's, there's so many different things that are going to throw us all throughout the, out the week, out the, out the month, out the year, that if you're constantly throwing away days just because one thing was off, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense when it comes down to it. If you look at the math of it, it makes no sense. It's like somebody saying, oh, I don't want to start, a, you know, trying to lose weight in uh, September, October, because we've got Thanksgiving coming up, you know, a month and a half later. Um, and then we have Christmas coming up after that. Okay. So if we look at that, and I always talk about this as well is if you look at, Thanksgiving meals and you look at Christmas meals and you look at all the other little celebrations you might be doing in between with birthdays or, you know, friends stuff and stuff like that between November 1st and December 31st, whatever the, the last day would be in the year, you've got about 60, 61 days in there. Let's just say on the high end, you're going to have about 20 different cheat meals in that amount of time when it comes to all the different holiday meals. So just 20, 20 bad meals over the course of about 60 days. Well, you're going to eat about three or four meals a day. So let's just say you eat three meals a day. What is that? 60 times three, that's 180 meals. So somebody's going to say that, hey, I'm not going to start a diet here in October because during that 60 weight day window in November, December, 20 out of 180 meals are going to be off. When you actually look at the math of it, that makes zero sense. 20 meals shouldn't make you throw away the other 160 meals. And if you do, that's why you're coming into New Year's 20 pounds heavier than what you were at the end of the summer because you just said, screw it. I'll figure it all out on January 1st. And maybe doing that one year might not be that big of a deal, but when you do it for a whole decade, that's how we step on the scale one day. We're like, how the hell did we get here? That's usually how we did it. We kept throwing away days that we didn't need to throw away. Um, so lastly, so we started with sleep and stress management, nutrition and water exercise. And lastly, it's going to be supplementation. Um, you know, supplements, I, there's a lot of you here that I recommend supplements too. You know, if you have digestive issues, obviously that's going to be one thing we want to focus with. Um, if you've been with me for, you know, a while, you know, James and Lauren, you've been with me for a while, Chris, you've been with me for a while. Um, you know, I have never been huge, huge, huge on supplements. I don't want to throw more things at you. I don't want to add more things onto it. Usually if I'm recommending something, it's just for general overall health or there's a, there's a, maybe a true need for it. Um, again, I just mentioned, you know, gut health. If we see that that is off, we want to address that stuff because if, if you're not digesting foods properly, you're not absorbing it properly, then even if you're eating the healthiest, healthiest things in the world, if you can't absorb the nutrients, then you're not really getting the benefit of a lot of it. It's a lot better than eating, you know, bullshit would be, but still, um, we want to make sure those things are in check. But so again, this, I put this at fourth because if you're not sleeping well, if you're not managing your stress, you're not eating quality foods, 
you're not exercising, the supplements are going to do absolutely nothing. You know, that's, that's the, the American mindset of what's the quick fix. What's the, the magic pill that's going to get me there. And yeah, some of those things are going to help and they're going to aid in those things, but you still got to put in the other work. And if you're just relying on, on pills or on medications, whatever the case to, to, to do all the heavy lifting for you, you're going to be very, very upset and it's not going to be a good time for you. And ultimately you're, you're going to end up having to do the hard work, whether it be now or later. So it's nailing those first three things down. And then supplements are always easy to add into it as well. Um, just so you guys know, we got about 10 more minutes on here before it kicks us off. But um, yeah, so supplements are fourth on that list. Um, not that they're not important, but the other three things need to take precedent over that. And so the, then, you know, the next thing I kind of want to touch on, and I'll pause for a second, let anybody share. share. If you guys have anything to say, I'll uh, take a drink anyway. I don't think anybody here prioritizes supplements over any of the other three things that I talked about. So that's good. Um, if anything, some people, they don't want to take any supplements, which I also understand and respect that as well. Uh, the, you know, um, why that is, I will say one other thing about supplements is just understanding that even if you're eating super organic, the healthiest foods that you could possibly eat, you know, you're going to sprouts, you're going where, wherever it is that you can get the healthiest food with the best nutrients in it. Just understand that, for the most part, um, due to farming practices over the past 50 years and how now everything is mass produced, everything is how fast can we grow it? How fast can we, can we prep it and get it sold? Um, you know, the, the nutrients in the soil nowadays, even if the, the plants are growing and things like that, it doesn't have the same nutrient content as what it did 50 years ago and what it did hundred years ago. Um, it just doesn't. Um, so I, I, have seen stats on it. I'm not going to throw anything out because I don't, I don't know well enough the stats of some of the stuff, but just you know, looking at a, an, an orange now versus an orange 50 years ago and the amount of nutrients that it's lacking versus what it had 50 years ago. So one of the thing I'm mentioning with this, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because supplementation will help you fill in those missing gaps. And you can only eat so much food in the day to get all your micronutrients in. And if they're on the lower side because of the way they were farmed or because of, of how they're grown or whatever the case is, now you're missing some of those nutrients. So then getting quality vitamins in, you know, that's why I, I switch over to a lot of new ethics recommendations for things, just because that's a company that I know they test everything very, very well, which is rare to do here in America anyway. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the coaches um, supplement company because what they provide is, is helping you know, people feel better. I mean, I, I take three, four five or six of the different supplements myself um, in terms of the protein powder, whatever the case is that I'm taking um, because I, I have a high trust for it, but I also know that I'm lacking some of these nutrients out of just our normal food that we eat, even if you're making the best choices. Um, but so this all kind of comes down to all these, the hierarchy needs here. What we should, what we want to do though, is we want to make these things our staples. And we've talked about this stuff before. If you've been with me for a while, I always talk about, you've got to have your daily staples in meaning every day I'm going to, I'm going to execute certain things. You know, I think last week, uh, the last time I, we were on here, I showed you guys like my to-do list app. I always mention that as well. I've shared that many different times, but anything I got to get done goes on that to-do list. Um, some things are automatic now, you know, tracking my food and my fitness pal, making sure my, my meals are prepped, but even something as simple as meal prepping that I've done, I haven't missed a day or missed a week on it for over a decade at this point, because it, it, it sits at that top priority for myself. But even that, something that I have not missed stays on my to-do list. It's on there. So I see it on Saturday. I know that, hey, I got to cook out my rice right now. I got to cook out my chicken before I go, you know, toss it in the pressure cooker before I go train clients in the morning on Saturdays or Sundays, whatever the, whatever the case is. You know, I have on my to-do list, organized supplements and it's recurring. Every Sunday it pops up there, organize these so I'm ready to go for the week. 
um, you know, figure out what you got going on and plan out my workout schedule that week. It's, it's all these things that are automatic, but at the same time, I have reminders set up for just because life gets busy as it does for all of us. And you've got to have these things prioritized. And if you're forgetting, I'm very, very forgetful. If I don't put something on my to-do list, I'm probably going to forget it. Um, so I make sure anything that I, I need to hear, anything I need to do and attend to, it goes on that. But so coming back to those staples though, you know, I mentioned water intake earlier. That to me is it, that to me is a staple. That's not something I even need at this point on my, on my uh, to-do list. I'm just drinking a certain amount of water, you know, at, at work right now, generally what I do is, you know, I wake up, I have four glasses of water. They're about eight to 10 ounces each. So I knock out 40 ounces before I even start my day. Um, I go to the kitchen, knock out two glasses. I might pour a glass of, of, of coffee right after that. And then, you know, I'll, I'll chug down two more glasses of water and boom, I'm going to go for the day. Um, and then I've got the, this right here. This is 60 ounces. Important to know how much is in your, your water jugs that you're carrying around. I always finish out one. If I go to the gym, I'm finishing one whole 60 ounce thing at the gym. So if I do four glasses before I do this thing at the gym, I'm at hundred ounces before nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm peeing a lot. Luckily I've got a bathroom in my gym at school, but I'm flushing that down. Um, and then also I, I make sure I, I salt my meals, whether it be with sea salt or Himalayan pink salt, or even just iodine salt, um, just because you're going to be depleting your, your sodium stores if you're just flushing through that much water. What's up, Lauren and James' son? I don't know your name, but what's up, dude? <laughs> just left. Hi. Hey, how's it going? You learning some stuff? Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> love to hear that. You got a water jug? You want a water jug? Yes. Good. <laughs> You're on it. You're on it. But yeah, so then again, another staple of mine, though, is that you know, I'll finish one of these at my workout, and then I'll finish one of those by noon. I'll go fill it up at lunchtime and I'll finish another one by the time I leave work, um, especially during prep. Now, right now, it might be a little bit less than that. But again, water intake, I know, is going to be a huge, huge staple for me. Um, another staple is obviously getting my, my quality sleep and making sure my nightly routine, for the most part, stays somewhat intact so that I'm you know, trying to hopefully fall asleep between the 10 and 1030 time. That way I can get at least seven, if not eight hours of sleep every night. Um, so you've got to, you've got to come up with your own staples that really work for you. Another thing in terms of staples is having certain foods on hand, not just the foods that you're prepped and that's on your diet plan, but other go-to things. I always recommend having, you know, I have an abundance of protein powder. I have an abundance of egg whites because if I'm short on protein that day, if I run out of chicken, I forgot to meal prep, or I forgot to thaw it or whatever the case is, I got to have a go-to protein source so I can hit those numbers for that day. So having certain go-to foods on hand is very important. You know, I also keep rice cakes on hand at all time because it's a very easy, simple, quick 10 grams of carbs, 12 grams of carbs per rice cake. And it's tasty. When I was a kid, I didn't think so. I was like, grandma, why are you give me a damn rice cake? I want something tasty. Now, Nicole and I eat rice cakes with a little bit of almond butter every night. And it's, it's the best treat in the world. And it's, it's low impact. I'm not getting that many calories out of it but it's giving me that little bit of a, of a, of a treat as well. And it's helped me hit my macros. Um, and I plan that into my macros. So now that I'm reverse dieting, I figure out what do I want to make my last meal before I go to bed? Well, most of us Americans, we're used to something somewhat tasty at nighttime. That's what we're all kind of accustomed to, at least maybe me and my, and my parents' home, uh, my dad still, and he might be even listening on here still, even though he's working with me, he still has got to have his snacks at night. So we just make sure that those fit into what he's trying to do. Um, but I'm the same way in that same sense. You know, I, I might make 
tastier, healthier choices, but that's still a staple of mine. So I want to make sure that I work with that and not necessarily against it. Um, but again, so having rice cakes on hand for the, for the, the carb source, you know, I was making an abundance of rice just because rice is cheap and expensive. So I ended, if I end up tossing some out, it was like a dollar or it was like 10 cents of rice um, since I'm getting 20, 25 pounds at a time. So having that stuff on hand is always key. You know, I always keep pasta or whatever the other go-tos that way. Hey, I'm, I'm tired of rice. I don't want rice tonight. I'm going to make a little bit of pasta and have a similar meal. The macro is going to be the same on it. It's just a different source of, of carbs that I'm having. Um, and then in terms of fat, I always keep coconut oil, peanut butter on hand as well. Those are not the same thing, coconut oil and peanut butter and olive oil. So that way I have a clean, just straight up fat source. Peanut butter is going to have some carbs in it. So, you know, if, especially if you're on a lower carb diet, that might be a little bit harder to fit in. So coconut oil is a great, great fat uh, option you know, extra olive, uh, extra virgin olive oil is always good as well, but we're kind of, you know, now I'm just mentioning different staples with it, but you've got to find your own staples. You, you know, you should be finding macro friendly snacks as well. You know, I, I always keep complete cookies in our, in our pantry. Um, the Lenny and Larry's, I don't, if you've never had them before, they're pretty tasty. Um, they are higher carb, but regardless if your carbs are fairly high anyway, or at least moderately, you can definitely fit that in pretty, pretty, pretty easily. Um, you know, I always keep eggs on hand as well. Again, fairly inexpensive. Now they are kind of expensive, same thing with egg whites, but keeping those things on hand. So I have those to, to fall back on if I, if I need to get something in, um, or maybe I'm going to go out to, out to dinner on Saturday night. And I want to keep leaner options on hand, like those egg whites, like that chicken, like that protein powder, so that I have plenty of room in my fat and my carbs to eat whatever it is that I'm eating out that, that night on Saturday night. But anyway, friends, I think I got like 20 seconds left. Um, I appreciate you guys all being here. I appreciate you guys sharing and all your consistency just with being on the calls and check-ins. And I'll see you guys tomorrow at check-in day and next week on the Zoom call. Cool. Thanks, Marcus. See you, friends.